Welcome to Bearded Clansmen of the Vale, where two bearded guys talk about Game of Thrones, the card game. Welcome back, everybody, to Bearded Clansmen of the Vale. This is Kyle, son of Kyle. And this is Shaggy Dom. And we're here today, and we're going to start off talking about the new pack uh, at the gates that just came out. Uh, and then maybe if we get done early, or if we just want to, because we can do whatever we want, talk about uh, store champs last week. So, uh, anything else you want to say before we get into it, Dom? No, let's. I'm excited for this new pack. So okay, it's uh, been long overdue. So let's just get right into it. Seriously. So the first one we have it's going to be normal pack order. If you look at them, it's number one to whatever you know. But we're going to start with Alisane Mormont. I think we talked about this card in our like preview episode. But uh, she's a Lady Mormont character with three cost, a, a military, and a power icon, two strength. She's unique, of course, but non-loyal. Uh, House Mormont Lady. She can't have attachments to separate weapons, which is pretty cool. And it says, while each character you control has the Stark affiliation, Alyssa Mormont gains stealth during uh, military challenges and does not kneel when declared as attacker in military challenges. Yeah, I like it. That's pretty cool. Yeah, I like that the first part is that she gets stealth during any military, so she can't be stealth. Like, you know, if you're playing Stark, which is probably most of the time mono Stark, I think. Maybe not anymore. I don't know. Um, she's going to have stealth during military, which is nice for, like, fighting against some heavy military challenge stealthy decks. Yeah, and just the fact of not being able to nail during those uh, military challenges gives her more... Uh, versatility um, because you can use her for two challenges potentially yeah yeah and that's yeah that's pretty sweet yeah the two challenges thing and it's a three cost you know so you can flee bottom mm -hmm. if you choose that as your restricted card um, but yeah no I like it um, I'd give it four out of five yeah I think that's that's uh, four out of five for me too so the next card we got is Old Gate, which is, you're going to see this whole cycle as we go through, and we've already talked about this cycle a little bit, but there's going to be a King's Landing card for each faction in this pack, I think. And uh, this first one we see is Old Gate, and it's a House Stark card, it's loyal, it's got the King's Landing uh, trait, and it costs one gold. It's limited, and it says, uh, it's a challenge action, if each character you control has a Stark affiliation, sacrifice Old Gate to draw two cards, and it gives you plus one gold, as long as it's out. I like it. Yeah. It's, it's going to be easy to trigger. Yeah, I think I think it is probably one of the easier ones to trigger. Uh, especially if you need, like, gas at the beginning of the game or if you just did a, a field wipe. I wonder if you have no characters if you can sac if you can do this. I don't know. I mean, because you would have to meet the condition. I don't know. If you have no characters, all of them are... <laughs> I don't know. Interesting. Let us know in the comments. Oh, <laughs> uh, man. I don't know if you can, but... You know, my theory is if it sounds too good to be true, then it probably is. <laughs> That's a good rule of thumb. So, yeah, I mean, I think this one for me is probably like a four, three or four. But just because it's a solid location, it pays for itself in one turn. Uh, and if you keep it out, if you don't keep it out for very long, at least you get the two cards. Yeah, so, I mean, you're, you're either getting gold or two cards, which I, I think is a plus. Yeah. You know, so, um, yeah, so I, I give it a four. Out of five. Cool. Yeah, I think uh, I think that these gates are going to be pretty cool. So Let's see. The Knight of Flowers is the next one we have. The Knight of Flowers is a House Tyrell card. It's non-loyal, but it is unique. It is has a power and an intrigue icon, and it's also a Shadows card. It's a six-cost character. 
Five strength. It's a knight, a king's guard, which is kind of cool, and a knight character. And it's shadows five, and it has renown. Uh, it also says as a reaction after a card you control comes out of the shadows, choose and stand a king's guard character you control limit twice per round. Yeah. So one thing to back it up, he actually has the military empower icons. Oh, what did I say? You said military entry. Oh, sorry. Well, it's Tyrell. It's green. <laughs> <laughs> So military power, um, yeah, with the possibility of restanding, uh, which I like. Yeah, I like this card. Yeah, especially with uh, if you're playing that shadow agenda with uh, Queen of Thorns, you know, you're swapping shadow cards in to play. Um, yeah, and then you're restanding him, a renowned character, five strength. Yeah, that's pretty good. And we're seeing, there's another card in here that cares about, there's like, actually, I think there's a few Kingsguard cards in here, and then there's a location that cares about Kingsguard, which is kind of cool. So, um, yeah, I think it's kind of an interesting, like, trait slash mechanic combo that you see here. Yeah, definitely. Um, And I just like those cards. I like, you know, they have that condition. If you win with this character, you know, you can swap out a a shadow card into play for free. Mm Mm-hmm. And so, you know, being able to trigger him with that, um, I just think it it makes it pretty good, you know, for that agenda. Yeah, self standing on renown is is a good one, like you said earlier. I think that's that's probably one of the bigger things about this card. Yeah, definitely. And you can you know you can trigger it in mid challenge, you know, so your opponent doesn't know if you are gonna bring out a shadow card or not potentially. Yeah. And then you can restand them, and then you might make them think about over committing. Yeah, and as long as, and even if he's on board and you see a sh- something that shadows pile, you're like, well, and then they have the gold, obvi- and they have some gold, obviously. And even, actually, no, because if there's any shadows, is there any, sh- there's shadow zeros, right? Yeah, you could do rose roads. Yeah, and that, that could be cool. If you're doing a, if you're doing a salt from the shadow agenda, yeah. yeah. Interesting. I think that's like a four out of five for me. I think he's like a really cool combo piece, and he's also mm-hmm. really good on his own. Yeah, I'm going to I'm going to give it like a 4. I mean, cuz I I feel like Shadows is going to start being a, a new thing. Yeah, that's why I said know. so 4 out of 5, yeah. Yeah. Cool. All right, the next card we got is called Gates of the Gods. Uh it is the king it's the Tyrell, you know, King's Landing location, but it also has the 7 keyword, which is kind of cool. Costs ones, loyal, it's not unique. It's limited. Uh if you control a character with higher strength uh, the highest strength in play, sacrifice Gate of the Gods to draw two cards and it gives you plus 1 income. Yeah, I think it's easy uh, to trigger in faction. I think it. I don't know. I kind of feel like this card's middle of the road to be able to trigger the action. You know, I you mean, have like to have the highest strength in play. Yeah, but that's pretty easy to do with Tyrell, isn't it? Nah. Uh, I mean, it can be. I don't know. I guess if like could, you're going for that kind of deck, you'd put this in it, right? Oh yeah, for sure. So, and I don't know. I mean, I'm I'd give it a three to be honest with you, just kind of right in the middle. I feel like there's a lot of easy uh, ways to draw cards in Tyrell, and so like this card just kind of like loses its edge in Tyrell. Yeah, exactly. Like you have the the new mace. Um, you have the scheming septon. You know, plus you know Renly. Um, yeah. Even their even their location, the shadow location, 
if you're playing shadows is better yeah yeah oh, that's yeah. a good point yeah yeah so I mean, the good probably thing is you get an income with it so yeah that's true that's true so like on setup these locations are probably always good because you always are going to get the income and then you can sack it the first turn right i guess that's yeah or cool. you can keep it on the board for a while <laughs> yeah all right, uh, yeah, so like, so there's probably like a three, I think I agree, like two or three. Because I just think there's way better ways to draw cards in Tyrell. But I mean, I've said that before, and other cards have been really good, so I don't really know. Any, I don't know anything anymore. <laughs> uh, the next card we have is our Night's Watch card, first Night's Watch card. It's called Aged Craftsman. It's a three-cost character with a power icon and one strength. It's non-unique and non-loyal. It's a builder, and it says no attachments at all. The uneven weapons. It says, reaction after age, craftsman enters play. Search the top 10 cards of your deck for a Night's Watch location with Burda Cost 2 or lower. Put it into play and shuffle your deck. <coughs> this, deck's, this card's really gross. Well, I'm trying to think what uh, Night's Watch locations that are 2 or lower that would kind of go with the builder type theme. Yeah. Uh... I, know you, I know you have. Um, uh, man, I'm drawing a blank. Um, the new one is. <laughs> Well, the new one, but like uh, uh, Castle Black. You know, I know that one's a two gold one. Yeah. Um, Queen's Crown. Maybe Haunted Forest. Um, Let's see. We got Abandoned Stronghold, Brandon's Gift, which is like the one you kind of want with this because yeah. you can save money. Bridge of Skulls, Castle Black, East Watch by the Sea, The Fist of the First Men, uh, Flea Bottom Alley. Hard home, Molestown, uh, Northern Rookery, Queen's Crown. So that's what I was thinking is pulling Queen's Crown out. But you could do you can hit Hard Home and you can hit Bay of Seals with it. Um, yeah, Haunted Forest. Cool. Yeah, that could be cool. Uh, the new gift, um, the Night Fort, which isn't out yet. I don't think. Oh no, it's a draft card. Sorry. The Shadow Tower. Uh, you can hit Underground Vault with it, which is pretty sweet. And uh, West Watch. So there's, I mean. There's a solid 18 cards you can hit with it. Yeah. So, I mean, that's a pretty good uh, trade-off. I think, in, I mean, Builders is still a deck that's out there, and it still does stuff. And even if it's not the same Builders as before, I think this yeah. this card's like a four and a half out of five for me. It's just a, this is a super good card. Yeah, I would have to say a four for me, just because, you know, there's a lot of different locations that you can pull. And you're not just strictly stuck with a builder type deck to That's true. make this card decent. Yeah. Um, you know, so if you, if you needed those extra combos like Hard Home or Bay of Seals or Queen's Crown, you know, something, or even Castle Black. Yeah, I'd pay uh, three gold to, to like, you know, uh, just shuffle my deck too. I mean, sometimes that's that that's true. nice. Yeah, true, true. So, I mean, yeah, I would, I would say about a four for yeah. me. Okay. Uh the next card we have is called Flea Bottom Alley. It's the Night's Watch uh, King's Landing location. I thought it was interesting that they chose to put a King's Landing location for Night's Watch, and they made it Flea Bottom, but and we'll talk about that in a second. It's a one-cost location. It's a unique. It's loyal, but non-unique. It's limited, and it says, Kneel and sacrifice Flea Bottom Alley to put a Night, uh, Night's Watch character with printer cost 3 or lower into play from your hand, then draw a card. And it does not give you income. No. But I mean, it lets you play a three cost or lower for free. You can play the up the uh, top guy for free. <laughs> oh yeah. And you get to draw a card afterwards. Yeah, I think I I really think I like 
like this location a lot. It's, I mean, it's like got a lot of potential to help you set up stuff. It is limited, which is kind of weird for like a non-income or like non, like money location. But it is kind of a money location, I guess. It's like a King's Road, really. Yeah, that's, that's a good. That's a good way to think about it. Um, I mean, you're gonna put most of the cards into play that you like want to see, like a veteran builder, like a um, mm-hmm. builders at the wall, like all that kind of stuff that lets you reduce. You could even throw like, isn't the there's a few characters? Isn't Yorin three cost? Uh, I believe so. Yes. Yes, he is. That's pretty sweet. And that's the one you're t- you're thinking about the one that you look through the discard pile. Yeah, build at the wall, Chet. I mean, oh my God, there's there's 34 cards that can get hit with this card. Yeah. So so it's basically a, a King's Road with you know uh, the added bonus of drawing a card. Yeah, I'm a fan of it. I think it's like a 4.5. Uh, I think this card's really good, design wise. Maybe not in faction, but yeah. I mean, I'd probably give it like a four. Yeah. Just because they have a lot of characters that you can bump in. Mm-hmm. And then another thing I like is you don't have to like sacrifice them or um, put them at the bottom of your deck. Oh, yeah. You just got to keep it in play. You just keep it in play. So, um, yeah, I think that's that's a good trade-off. Yeah. All right. Uh, we have our first Baratheon card. I've been seeing a lot of uh, Baratheon memes lately on like the Facebook posts. <laughs> like Just people talking about how they're designing Baratheon cards and how they're, they're crap. And I'm like... Okay, let's see. And, and like, this one I'm really interested in because it's kind of an interesting card. Mm-hmm. But uh, Relore Infiltrator is the first card we see. It's a two-cost character with a military and intrigue icon with one strength. It's a non-unique and non-loyal Relore spy card. Relore keyword as uh, a dominance action. It says, Neil Relore Infiltrator to choose an opponent, give control of Relore Infiltrator to that opponent, and gain one power for your faction. Is there a card in Game of Thrones that lets you return so, <laughs> control of everything back to you? Uh, like to sorry, the owner. I, I had a different thought. Oh, okay. What are you thinking? Um, <laughs> I don't know if this is if this will work, like because it doesn't have a limit of no. how many times this can happen. So let's say theoretically, I'm first player, all right, and I got this character, and I say I'm going to do the dominance action. I'm going to give it to you. I gain a power. Then the actual window goes to you. No, but it's knelt, so it can't do it again. Oh, uh, well, no, would, no, because you would get it standing up. No, I get it knelt because you had to kneel it in order to do the action, right? I yeah, I had to kneel it, but but the state stays the same. I don't think so. Oh well, we can talk about it. Someone tell I us mean, in the comments. It, it's, <laughs> it's probably true because if not, I mean, honestly, you can just keep going back and forth. Yeah. Until. Someone gets the fifteen first. That that yeah, that's definitely not what this card does. <laughs> I don't know. I anyway, I think it's kind of interesting. I'm interested to see what people do with it, if they do anything with it. I really want to know if they restand. <laughs> I'm gonna say it's either two or four, but I don't know yet because I'm not a combo builder. I think it's. Uh, I think it's if honestly, I don't think it's that great of a card. I mean, it's it's all right if you run in a roller trade thing with Mel. Yeah. Um, and I mean, it's decent if you can get if you're on fourteen power. And yeah, it's kind of like a binge in that way. Yeah, kind of thing. It's just like, yeah, I'm just kneel it. Here you go, and then I win the game. 
mm-hmm. kind of thing. But so our first uh, Baratheon location. Uh, and only Baratheon location, that's the King's Landing one, is called King's Gate. It's a Baratheon card that's loyal and non-unique, one-cost location, gives one income, it's limited, and its triggering condition is, as a challenge action, if you have five or more power on your faction card, sacrifice King's Landing to draw two cards. So, I don't I know. Okay. I mean, you have to have it on your faction card, but... I mean, with the new mechanic with Fury and Starry Sept and um, that kind of combo, I, I think it makes it a little bit easier to do it, you know, faster than in the past. Yeah. I guess it's just it's like, this card is like one that helps you when you're already, well, not when you're already winning, but when you already have power. We're like, mm-hmm. I wonder if this is like one of the cards that will ever come up in a situation and work where like you need to draw two cards because you're losing. <laughs> You know, <laughs> and so like to me, it, it just yeah. shouts win more, and I'm like, eh, that's not very good. So I'm like two out of five because like, yeah, it's not hard to trigger, but like you you have to be gaining power, and if you're like not in a good spot and need to draw cards, like if you see this card yeah. and you're like crap. Yeah, I mean, I I feel like the low score I would give any of these um, gate cards is probably a three. Just because you're still getting income, even if you can't trigger the action. That's true. I mean, it's one for one. Um, but yeah, I mean, ideally, you would want to be able to trigger the draw two if you can. Yeah, I guess, you're, I mean, like, five power is not too hard. You're probably right. But it's also, like, one of those things where it's, like, I'm not sure it's the best one. How about that? Yeah, no, for sure. Okay. For sure. I think the best one probably is going to be uh, Stark. Yeah, yeah, that one's really good. All right, um, yeah, so I guess I'll bump mine up to a three out of five because you're right. I mean, you're still getting income. It's a one cost. You could set it up. It's one. It's mm-hmm. cheap. Okay. The next yeah. card we have is our first Lannister card. It's a uh, Sir Mendon Moore, a four cost shadows card with a military and intrigue icon with four strength. It's unique but non loyal. It's a King's Guard and a Knight, and it's got shadows three, so two to down and three to shadow shadows. It says as a reaction after Sir Mandon Moore comes out of shadows, choose an opponent that choose an opponent. That player must choose and kill a character he or she controls unless he or she chooses and discards two cards from his or her hand. So, like obviously if you don't have two cards or if you only have one card, you're you you're killing somebody. Yeah. I don't know. I kinda like it. They're choosing though, so that's yeah, kind that's of fine. like, meh. I don't know. That's, I mean, that's fine. Let them choose. That's true. That's a good point. It's like, it's like, yeah, you either kill a character or get rid of your cards. In some cases, I'd rather get rid of your cards. That's a really good point, actually. Because I have other ways to, you know, I should have other ways to get your characters off the board. Yeah, yeah. So, I think so he's, like, yeah. he's not bad. He's, I mean, I like the, the icons. The icon spread isn't like the best for Lannister for a knight, but it's still mm-hmm. not like that expensive, so... It's not like hard to justify. Yeah, I mean, I think it's okay. I mean, because you got Sir Robert Strong to do the kill effect. Yeah. Um, and this guy, you know, it's it adds a little variety. And I think bit, you can so. get power on Cersei with this guy because you're discarding cards, which is kind of cool. Yes, if they decide to discard cards, yes. Yeah. So, I don't know. That's like a three and a half, four out of five for me. This guy seems interesting. Yeah, I mean... Lancer hasn't had great cards in a while. 
Um, I kind of, I mean, I kind of like this one, so I'm going to give it like a four and a half. Nice. Okay. So the Lannister gate we have is called the Lion Gate. Uh, it's, again, got a lot of the same characteristics as every other gate. A one-cost location that's non-unique but, uh, but loyal. It's limited. It's got the King's Landing location, or the trait. Uh, it's one income, and it says as a challenge action, if you control two or more cards in Shadows, sacrifice Lion Gate to draw two cards. What I like th- it. Yeah. The two, two or more in Shadows thing doesn't seem crazy if you're running that type of deck. No. I like that Lannister's trying to play into the shadows really heavily mm-hmm. um yeah definitely um you know i i give this a four out of five yeah i mean it's pretty solid there's not a lot to talk about here if you're playing the shadows decks you put it in if you're not you probably won't well even if you're not i mean they still got like penny sir robert strong you have the guy that we just got done talking about Sir Man- Mandon. are you just are you just saying that like people are just going to put shadows cards in lannister no matter what so it doesn't matter well, yeah, I mean, okay. certain cards, they're just going to have shadows in it. and Especially if you're running this location, you're going to want to put those shadow cards in. Well, that's what I mean. Like, But do you put this card in if there's not a lot of shadows in your deck? Um, I mean, I probably wouldn't put three copies in. <laughs> Fair enough. You know, probably put I think, at most two. Yeah, I think I'm going to go with, like, a three, only because, like, I... I mean, it's such a specific triggering condition that, like, if you're not... Mm-hmm. I guess, I don't know if all Lannister run Shadows at this point, you know? And if they do, then it's higher. But if they if it's, like, they don't, then you're obviously not going to play it in those decks because you can just Rose Road. Well, that, but, like, if you're running the newest Cersei, you know, of course you're going to try to use as many Shadow cards as you can. Well, yeah, but then you're sure building you're the Shadows deck, which goes to my first point, which is you're building a Shadows deck, so you put it in. Yeah, right? But you don't need the agenda to do that. No, no. But I'm not talking about an agenda. You don't have to. You don't have to have an agenda to run a shadows deck. That's true. Uh, our first Greyjoy card is called Baylor Blacktide. Um, four cost character uh, with a military and power icon. Four strength. It's a unique but non-loyal character. It's a captain, and it's the seven. It's I think our first the seven card in Greyjoy. Um, and it says. <laughs> Each opponent cannot play copies of events that are in his or her discard pile. And the flavor text is the old way is dead. And that's pretty heretical. So. Uh, I I think this guy's effect is cool. Mm-hmm. I mean, I want to put this guy in like a pillage deck. Oh, yeah? Well, yeah. I mean, like, uh, stop. you could stop Sea of Blood pretty easily. Yeah, unless they... Um... Let's say have Isle Ravens or some other way of putting the the event back in their deck. Sure, yeah, I guess. But, I mean, Greyjoy is the best at controlling locations anyway. So, you just, like, we do not sow their Isle of Ravens. Yeah. You but I, I think it's cool that. just because you're going to be milling anyway. So, like, why not put a card in that makes it harder for your opponent to play? Like, Triss, we've seen the power of Triss, right? Yeah. I mean, so that's kind of like a Triss light. Yeah, I mean, it's hard for me to say how effective he would be. Um, so, I mean, I would probably just put one copy in just to try it out. Yeah, I mean, I might go two so I can dupe it, but yeah. Yeah. Uh, it seems cool just because I if you get more than one character that lets you restrict what your opponent can play from hand. And it doesn't have to pop out of shadows to do it like Nighttime Raiders does, so. 
That's true. So, uh, That's true. I'm going to say four out of five right now because I really like the event restriction. And it's only on opponents, which is good. Yeah, that's true. Um, I'm just going to give it a three just because I'm not too sure. Sure. <laughs> yeah. The uh, the Greyjoy location we got is called Iron Gate. It's a one-cost location. It's non-unique but loyal. It's a King's Landing and it's limited. gives you plus one income. It says if you're the first player, sacrifice Iron Gate to draw two cards. I don't think that's very uncommon with Greyjoy. No, that won't be hard. Nope. Um, that's pretty good. Yeah, I think it's like a four out of five. I mean, you can easily get first player, and even if you're not going with that kind of deck, you're probably gonna have a first player turn once or twice in the game anyway. I think it's a four out of five. You know, because mm-hmm. Greyjoy's draws sometimes is not that great. Yeah. Um, so anytime you get that draw is good. So. Mm-hmm. And econ Greyjoy is a huge deal, um, especially with a lot of the, like the high cost, very unique characters like. Mm-hmm. Greyjoy tends to run lower character count than I think other decks, but so mm-hmm. getting able to play them is nice, <laughs> and not getting stuck with a hand of like a Balon, a Euron, an Asha, and like you're like, what am I? I can play one of these a turn, so yeah, or Victorian, yeah. yeah. All right, our first Tigerian card is Viserion. That's a dragon, a five cost character with a military and power icon, four strength, loyal and unique. Of course, is a dragon, like I said, ambush five. No attachments. This is after you win a challenge in which Viserion is attacking. Discard one card from your hand to have Viserion gain Intimidate until the end of the challenge. Um, I like that they didn't make the dragon shadow and they made them ambush. Yeah. That's cool. Um, but that's cool yeah. thematically. But what do you think about the reaction? Um, I mean, it goes with the theme of Targaryen. Mm-hmm. You know, discard a card to activate a certain trigger. No attachments uh, is cool. Yeah, I mean... <clears throat> yeah, that's pretty good. Um, I mean, this is it's an alright card. Yeah, I don't think it's as good as uh, Drak- what is the other one, Drogon? Yeah, Drogon. But uh, it's kind of cool, or like even, or, or even Rhaegal. Yeah, I don't. I, its strength is like a little bit low for Intimidate. But I guess yeah. if you're attacking with other things, it's okay. I mean, I, I if it was like a five for five, then I would feel better about it, but. If it's a, yeah. it was a five oh for five strength, yeah. I do like yeah, that its ambush cost is the same as its play cost, though. Yeah, but I think the other dragons are the same as well. Hmm. So I guess that means that you attack and then you surprise this at the... No, you can't do that. Because you'd have to yeah, commit you... it to the attack before... Yeah, oh, interesting. Yeah, you would have to just ambush him before you do your attack. Hmm. Well, so, I think it's like a three and a half, five, four out of five for me. Yeah, I mean, I would... I'd still give it like a four or uh, maybe a three mm. compared to the other two. I'd rather have the other two Yeah, and throw this one as the core one. in if you're playing like Jakaris or something. Yeah. Uh, the, our King's landing location for Targaryen, <coughs> excuse me. Our King's landing location for Targaryen is uh dragon gate. I don't even think, I feel like this isn't actually in King's landing. Cause I don't know, <laughs> but uh, it's a again one cost loyal non unique one plus one income limited card. It's triggering condition. It's King's Landing trait. Sorry, it's triggering condition. It says if you control two or more attachments, sacrifice Dragon Gate and add and draw two cards. I don't know if I like this one because are are Targaryen decks running a ton of attachments anymore? Um, that stay on board. I, I, I don't. 
Really. Yeah, it was like Crown of Gold, maybe, but like that leaves almost as soon as it's played. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, yeah, I don't know. I, <laughs> um, I normally don't run more than three attachments, three or four, um, in a deck, but. I usually think about things like, like, Milk of the Poppy and stuff like that. It's technically an attachment, so if you're doing, yeah. like, trading with the cohort or you just run a control deck, I guess, I don't know. Interesting. Unless you're playing that attachment with Tokar so you can boost their strength, then I can see this being, you know, valuable. Yeah. Yeah, I'm thinking, like, a three. Like, since we said we weren't going to give any of them lower than three, this yeah. one would be, like, a two for me, but it's a three since it still gives you yeah. income. Yeah, I'm going to give it a three still. Alright, our first Martell card is Southron, Southron Escort. Uh, it's a uh, Shadows card, four-cost character, with a military and an intrigue icon. Four strength, uh, non-unique and non-loyal. It's an ally and a guard. I think that guard keyword matters uh, at some, some point, but it's a Shadows four. Uh, so you're paying two more to get it out, which is interesting. And it says... Action, discard another card from Shadows to put Southern Escort into play from Shadows. That's kind of cool. Yeah, I like it. I like it a lot. A four-strength Bicon that you can get out for for two. Seems cool. Yeah, definitely. Um, I was just thinking different combos with this card. Like, you know, you have... Um, I have to look up the, the actual names, but... Mm -hmm. Um, because I was thinking about making a Martell Shadows deck, and you have that one character. Let me see what what their name is. They also have their like location that lets them like do shadow shenanigans, which I think is fun. Yeah, their location is called the Shadow City, and it allows you to reduce the cost of martial each of your cards into shadows by one. Um, and then the challenge action for this card is Neela to discard one card from Shadows to draw two cards. Yeah, that's the one I'm thinking of. Um, but the characters I was thinking of with Starfall Spy, which is the one after you win a challenge with them, you can swap them out, hmm. turn them to Shadows, and bring in another card that you control in the Shadows into play. That's cool. Free, which is awesome. Shadow jumping then, sounds really fun, actually, with Martell. Yeah, and honestly, like if you're running Flea Bottom, you can, like you can put Maiden uh, Poisons into Shadows, mm -hmm. sacrifice it, draw your two cards, or um, sacrifice it to put that other guy into play mm -hmm. for free. Then you can Flea Bottom Maiden and Poisons in. Yeah, try to so, swap yeah. it out <laughs> and keep it yeah. out on board. That could be cool. And then, and then if you're good, if you're good enough, if it was one, you know, if you're able to trigger Maiden and Poisons. Then you get to sacrifice it and reuse it again. Hmm. So, I definitely think that there's some potential for that deck to be really crazy. That, or even like if you're running the Shadows agenda, like I said, say you put in Shadow City Bastard in, you know, she's no good in the Shadow part, but you know, you discard her to put this guy in for free. Then you flea bottom in, take icons. You know, the guard trait is good if you're a second player and you're running that one character. Um, they do, they do not kneel when defending. Yeah, that could be characters. cool. Yeah. So I mean, 
that could be something that totally throws your opponent off. I think it's like a four out of five for me. I mean, there's I like that it fits with the combo deck that I see building the building in your head, mm-hmm. or maybe even yeah. actually have built. <laughs> yeah, Martel's my jam. <laughs> what are you rating? Uh, I'm gonna give it a four. Okay. So our location is the River Gate. I'm not gonna. I'm stop reading all the stuff. Basically, it's triggering action is that if you've lost two or more challenges this phase, uh, sacrifice Rivergate to draw two cards. But everything else is the same as every other King's Landing except for the Night's Watch one. Obviously, gives you income. Costs one is limited. Blah blah blah. Um, I think this one could probably be pretty easy to do, yeah. but not as easy as the other ones for sure. It's pretty easy. Um. I just, I just don't know how I feel about you have to lose two challenges to do this. You know what I mean? When you mm-hmm. got secret schemes. Uh, yeah, secret schemes is like such a powerful draw card. I don't really know why you're like, I don't know. It's a really gross draw card. Yeah, I mean, this could be a good card. Like if you are in a bad spot and you're just losing challenges anyway because you say you don't have a lot of characters in your hand, you know, this could be your you know, last straw to try to get some in your hand. Yeah, but wouldn't secret schemes just be better? Yeah, but in secret schemes, you have to kind of wait for it to really be, you know, impactful. Yeah, I guess I saw someone play that. There's like a, like a maester or somebody in Martell that you can bestow and it counts as extra cards in your discard pile, which like is really gross with secret schemes. Yeah, with Ricasso. Yeah, Yeah, Ricasso. So, I was like, just use Ricasso, Secret Schemes becomes always the best draw card in Martell. <laughs> so, anyway, uh, I think yeah. it's like a three for me. Yeah, about the same. Okay. Our first neutral card is Littlefinger. It's a six-cost Shadows card uh, character with an Intrigue and a Power Icon. Four Strength, uh, Littlefinger is unique, and it's an Ally Lord Small Council. Shadow six, and Stealth. And it says, after, you con- after a character you control comes out of Shadows as a reaction... You can place up to three cards from your hand on the bottom of your deck in any order and then draw that many cards limit once per round. That is the coolest card. Having, like, ca- like counting coppers on a stick is really cool. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, no, I really like it. Um, it was actually one of the cards I put in my Martell Shadows that I just built um, earlier today. And I'm kind of excited to try them out. I think he reacts to himself too, right? He does, yeah. Cool. So, I mean, if you want to pay eight, you can. Um, even if you don't, he's a lord, so you could reduce him, just get him out early, and he's still yeah. a bicom body, which is good. I think he'll be really good. Um, he'll, I think he, the best decks he'll thrive in is uh, like Tyrell shadows and Martell shadows, mm-hmm. or you can um, like cheat him out. Yeah, where you can just flip them out of shadows for free if you win a challenge Yeah, with a certain character. So. I think he's like a four out of five, even if you're not playing a shadow. I, I don't know. I mean, being able to do his effect is pretty cool on its own. Yeah, I'm going to give him a four. Yeah, four for me uh, too. You know, maybe a five. I don't know. I have to try it out, but right now I'm going to go with a four. Yeah. All right, uh, we have a neutral location called White Sword Tower. This is one of the ones cards I was talking about earlier. Uh, it's a two-cost location. It's unique, but um, it's got the King's Landing trait, so it's a neutral King's Landing location. Costs two, and it says each Kingsguard character you control gets plus one strength. 
And it says each player that does not control a Kingsguard character cannot play more than one event each phase. I, I would play this card in some of my decks just because, like, I know I'm not going to be playing more than one event in most rounds. Like, the average event play per round is, like, 0.5. Mm-hmm. Just to kind of make it so my opponent can't do a bunch of shenanigans. Yeah, that's true. I don't know. I mean, I give it. I don't know. I think it's like a three, maybe a four. Uh, I'm gonna go with a two. I dude, I play, limiting event play is like stopping the most powerful deck in play right now. Yeah, I mean the only man. I don't know. The only thing I could see it being good is like, say I play my event, you hand a judgment it. Now I can't hand a judgment because you have that location. Well, I'm just thinking like if you're gonna, you can only like you see a blood like once, and then you're like you can't do any other events that round, even if you had them in your hand. Like, and that's that's like slowing down that agenda a lot. Yeah, I mean it definitely slows it down, but I don't know. I mean it definitely helps out with the king's guard type thing that it looks like they're trying to do. Yeah, and that would be cool. I'd like to see someone make a king's guard deck. Well, yeah, now that they're coming out with more and more, <laughs> right? So, all right. Um, so you said two, and I said three or four. Okay. Mm-hmm. <coughs> City of Secrets. It's a neutral. We have two neutral plots here, so I'm gonna get out that away. It's a four income, four initiative, one claim, eight reserve plot. It's a city plot, and it says when revealed, each player draws two cards. Then each player without a city plot card in his or her used pile chooses and discards two cards from his or her hand. Uh, it's kind of interesting. I mean, it's like middling gold in an initiative, but you get to draw two cards, and then your opponent might have to discard two. Yeah. I like it. Yeah, I think it's cool. I mean, I could definitely see playing this over, like, Counting Coppers if you wanted to, and... Because you need money still, right? And Counting Coppers is, like, two or three. So... Yeah, so, I mean... This plot definitely goes well with the next one. It's kind of like almost like a combo or paired thing. You know, if you do one, you got to have the other. <laughs> I think a lot of the city plots are going to be like that, to be honest. Mm-hmm. But for this one, I'm, I'm thinking like three or four out of five, just because drawing on plots is pretty cool. I'm going to have to give it a four. Okay. Just because you draw two cards. But it just depends on if you're going to throw in the other city plot. Which is, at, yeah, which is at the gates. Um. It's a four yeah. income, zero initiative, one claim, seven reserve plot. Uh, it's a city and a kingdom trait. And it says, when revealed, search your deck for a limited location with printed cost one or lower and reveal it and add it to your hand. Put it into play instead if there are no city plot cards in your used pile and shuffle your deck. So you like at the gates, then you city of secrets. Is that what you're thinking? Well, either that or um, you can maybe hold off on it a little bit and just... I mean, even if your opponent keeps the other two cards, you know, I guess that's okay. Yeah. You know, you just don't want to make sure you're drawing two cards and then discarding. You know, there's, you know, both sides you can, you know, argue at the gate. I kind of like it. Um, You're automatically putting in, um, this is a big good opening plot. You put in a a free limited card. So, I like it. Gives you that gold right off the bat. I wonder how many times this gets used to play gate versus other cards. 
That's a statistic I want to see. Mm, <laughs> I can see this one and uh, Time of Plenty being the openers. Yeah. For a little while. Uh, this one for me, I think, is like a three or four. I mean, I like it, but one cost is super restrictive. Yeah, but I mean, honestly, like, I, mean, I keep going back to the Shadows Agenda deck I made earlier. Um, I think it's really good because with that agenda, your gold reserve is already down by one. Mm-hmm. So you play this, you get the one. So now you're 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 basically even. Well, that's true because it will affect your income the turn it comes out. Mm-hmm. That's a good point. And okay, so I'll make it a four. That, yeah, so I mean, now you're not being affected by the the agenda, but even then, you know, if you don't, you're still getting five gold. You know, so yeah, that's true. Yeah, okay, five out of four out of five. Yeah, that's what I'd say. Four out of five. All right, uh, that's all we have for this r- review. Uh, did you want to chat about your store champs at all a little bit? Uh, can we do it next time? <laughs> we can do it next time. Yeah, we can do I a whole episode. I am really on it. hungry. <laughs> Okay, well, we're going to call it there. Uh, Thanks for listening. Let us know what you think about our numbers that we associate with these cards. Not randomly. It's not random, I promise. Um, But uh, let us know what you think. Answer some of the questions we had in the middle of the thing if you want to. And, uh, you know, like, comment, subscribe if you like it. Uh, If you don't like it, do the same thing and let us know so we can change or, you know, do whatever we need to do. Thanks for listening. All right, see you guys. Bye. Thank you for tuning in to Bearded Clansman of the Vale, a Game of Thrones LCG podcast. Come back next time where we talk more about a Game of Thrones the card game.